0: What's up? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, live from Fort Lauderdale. First of many shows this week. Joining me now, I'm Will Brinson, by the way, which I should point out. um, As I adjust this mic stand, this feels like a Dave Richard mic stand. Not joining me now is Dave Richard. It's Heath Cummings. What's up, buddy? Super awkward. Just being here with you.
1: It I don't, I, I have no idea why, but we're always looking at each other through a computer. But I never remember. that's perfectly that, like, fine.
0: Like when you're sitting in here, I'm like up on this little screen that yeah. people can't see because we're, we're talking about it. But yes, right. it is weird to do it in person. Yes. Although the, the, it is nice to have the uh, inflection. Like you don't have to wait and pause to see if somebody is going to stop. Like I just did a Bill Ryder's show and there's a delay there and it drives me nuts because on CBS Sports HQ, you're sitting there and you're like, Wait, did I say like if you try ch- if you try to make if you try to close with a joke, it like there's a dead period and then a yes. laugh and you're like oh my god the, the joke flopped I'm a disaster. Um, What's well, not going to flop, Keith? This Thursday coming up on CBS Sports HQ, the Fantasy Football Telethon, second ever, second annual Fantasy Football Telethon uh, for six continuous hours on Thursday. Oh boy. Starting at noon, our Fantasy Football Today crew and a plethora of guests will be answering your phone calls and dropping tons of fantasy knowledge to get you ready for your drafts. It's all hands on deck. I'll be here because it's here. It's happening here. We'll have our entire Pick 6 crew here. I think they flew every single uh, NFL writer down here. We're going to have Danny Canal, Bryant McFadden, former NFL players like Roddy White, Eddie Lacy, and Dwayne Bowe, all fantasy stars. Uh, we'll have our friends from the industry like the fantasy footballers joining the fun as well. It's a great time. It's for a great cause. St. Jude. Fantasy football telethon fun begins at noon Eastern on Thursday on Cbsports.com so go check out the CBS Sports app your phone Roku Amazon Fire TV or Apple TV or just stream it through the website six hours
1: noon to six are you excited Oh I could not be more excited I'm a little bit like there's a little caution there because I know that I tweet a lot mm-hmm. and I've written about almost all of these guys as fantasy football players. And I do wonder, like, do I need to go back and just, like, do a, do a quick Twitter search?
0: Well, so it's been pointed out to me on this podcast that, like, cause I've worked with Mike Glennon calling the NC State right. spring game. And so I was like, you used to tweet that Mike Glennon looks like a giraffe, with, like, <laughs> like, like runs like a giraffe with, like, an assault rifle. And I was like, all right, that's, uh, that's not great. Um, and then, like, I also wonder, like, have I ever said anything about Brady Quinn? Yeah, but I definitely cause probably because like, I was writing for Fan House in like yeah. in the early stages of CBS. Like I'm sure I wrote like a Brady
1: Quinn signs with. Oh, like, I was a Chiefs fan back then, oh so yeah. yeah.
0: Well, you said some things in your house about Brady, that right. Like you wouldn't want him. to Sorry, hear. Brady. Yeah, I know. Well, Brady, yeah, I don't feel bad. <laughs> Brady be fine. Um, right, we're gonna talk about some news as it relates. This is a Tuesday show. It is Monday, August nineteenth, as we're recording this. Um. Well, <laughs> Where do you stand on the uh, Antonio Brown stuff? Because we played on yesterday. This is yeah, Tuesday's show, as I said. On yesterday's show, we played the audio of Mike Mayock calling out Antonio Brown, saying he needs to be all in or all out. Um, Drew Rosenhaus said on television on, uh, on Miami WSVN on Sunday, we worked very closely with the Raiders, and we will continue to work very closely with the Raiders. I'm not sure that we agree that we've exhausted all the options, as Mike Mayock said, but there's no doubt it's still an ongoing process. We're trying to work with the team, the league, and the union to try and come up with a solution. We haven't figured it out yet. To say that A.B. is upset about the decision to not let him wear his helmet is accurate, but we are still processing it and figuring it out. I wouldn't make too much about him not being there today as much as we are still trying to come up with a solution that works for everyone. A.B. apparently back at practice on Monday. Where is your head at in terms of Antonio Brown? I mean, from a real-life perspective, I think it's pretty obvious that this could go any which way. From a fantasy perspective, it's really difficult because you're trying to get value in fantasy drafts, and we don't know what he's going to return.
1: Yeah, it's, it, this is a good lesson, and it's all about perspective yeah. or if everything's relevant because I was coming up with my final busts list for 2019. Mm. Antonio Brown still has a second-round ADP. Easy choice for me. I put him on my bust list at the beginning of the summer when he had a second-round ADP before any of this nonsense, so perfectly fine with that call. But then today, I'm on CBS Sports HQ on Fantasy Football today with Jamie and with Dave, and we're talking about where we have him ranked. Turns out, I'm the high guy amongst us three on Antonio Brown, really? saying that you should take him at the start of the fourth round. Whoa, whoa! They they were scared to death. So I I think I find it really hard to believe that he's not going to be there week one. Thirty million dollars is a lot of money. This does scare me though, just because. Before, the reason I had him as a bust is I was worried about Derek Carr. I was worried about him learning a new offense. I was worried about a little bit of an efficiency drop off last year with Big Ben. And I was worried about his attitude. The attitude part is, like, I mean, it's far I mean. more likely now that week nine, they are off to a two and six start. He throws a fit on the sideline and doesn't play for two weeks.
0: I feel like you might be, uh, giving the Raiders too much credit. Like week, Three? Yeah. They're off to an 0-2 start and Derek Carr short hops another screen pass on third down and like, and in, in seven to Antonio Brown. He rips off his helmet and throws it down and gets ejected or something. I mean, it just feels like there's, you're, you're literally playing with fire. I mean, like, like it's, the, Heath, the situation is so volatile that any direction that this goes wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me at all. I, I, I did a draft over the, this past weekend that it's non-PPR, 12 team league, drafted all in person. Antonio Brown went with the second pick of the third round. That is that's that's too soon. It's too soon. It went ahead of T.Y. Hilton, Zach Ertz. I took George Kittle in the middle of the third round, which I'm fine with. Aaron Jones, Robert Woods, Melvin Gordon also went in the third round. Marlon Mack, Damian Williams, Josh Jacobs, Devonta Freeman. You're talking about like, consistent fan, fantasy performers who are going to be there week one. I wouldn't take him until after. I don't think I would take him until after um, the Brandon Cooks, Kenny Galladay
1: run was over. That seems fair. Galladay a tough one. Because we don't know if the Lions really want to throw the football. True. And we've seen them really emphasize shorter passes and their defense could be okay. So I, I think I love Galladay's upside, but if you're shooting for upside, I mean, Antonio, Antonio Brown's, Brown, yeah, sure. yeah. So I
0: mean, like, you still, you're still, I'm still talking about like, you're talking about like late fourth round, early fifth round. That's right. where you, you want to target Antonio Brown. Early third?
1: I'm, I'm fine mid fourth. Okay. No, no problem with that at all.
0: Okay. Um, Zeke Elliott. God, I mean, it's just, it's, it's so weird because like, I don't remember a season like this, Heath, in terms of where this many big name guys. I mean, Todd Gurley with his knee, Melvin Gordon with his holdout, Zeke Elliott with his holdout, and Tony Brown. You know what? Last year, that's four of the top six picks. Right. In, in fantasy. I mean, that's insane. And four of the top six are now like the most volatile guys on the planet. Um, Jerry Jones, we played this clip on Monday's show as well, said, uh, he said, what did he say? He said, uh, who's Zeke who? When uh, asked by um, Clarence Hill of the uh, Fort Worth Star-Telegram about uh, Tony Pollard's production, and according to Adam Schefter, of uh, excuse me, according to uh, Chris Mortensen of ESPN, it was not uh, received well by Zeke or his agent, Rocky Arsenault. Uh, uh, Arsenault told Mortensen, I didn't think it was funny, and neither did Zeke. We actually thought it was disrespectful. Um, he is in Cabo San Lucas at a, quote, great facility training during his holding uh, his contract holdout. Uh, where are you at with Zeke Elliott? Because again, I did a you know, non-PPR draft. He would, I was, I was at the fifth pick and I made up my mind going in, I'm either taking Zeke Elliott or DeAndre
1: Hopkins, just whoever's there. And I went
0: Hopkins because Zeke went fourth and I was a little surprised.
1: Yeah, I, I'm taking Elliott fourth still. In PPR, I could absolutely see taking Hopkins first. I, I saw Jerry do that and he i was thought, clearly kidding well he was clearly kidding but also he's feeling it right now yeah because elliot does not ezekiel does not have any type of leverage at all none jerry is holding all of the cards and he's flaunting it just a little bit and maybe that means that ezekiel elliot sits out for a game i don't know maybe he gets too mad over this and mis- but there's there's no leverage he's not sitting out all year they're going to pay him at some point he's going to take what they want to give him i wish they'd get it over with but for the most part i think it's gonna be fine the only leverage he has is that he doesn't need to play this year to recruit a season.
0: That's the only concern I But would he's have.
1: not a free agent next year.
0: No, 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 no. Well, no right. He's well, unless they decided to not pick unless they So he could
1: not play, not get paid anything at all, and then have to play for the Cowboys again next year.
0: That is correct. But if he comes back if he comes back before week ten, he would likely his contract wouldn't toll. And so he would be, he would be on the uh, fifth year option next year. So that would be the one benefit. You sit out some games this year, you miss some games and you get your, your big, bigger money next year. Um, the downside for, for Zeke Elliott too is that the Cowboys get the Giants in week one, the Redskins in week two and the Dolphins in week three. So what, what are you going to do? Skip those games? Your team's three and oh and any like, like, con- like concept of your leverage disappears.
1: Yeah. He has none. Yeah.
0: Um, so you still take Zeke top five, no worries. I'm, I'm still
1: taking him top five.
0: Is it even possible that this is helping his value because he's not dinged up in training camp or dinged up in
1: – I don't think they were going to have him do very much in training camp mm-hmm. anyway. So he's fine. Just show up, practice a couple times, go out and rush for 150 yards.
0: Um, Mike Evans missed practice on Monday. Evans was uh, – according to Eduardo Encina of the Tampa Bay Times, Evans left Sunday's practice early – Holding his quad after snagging a deep pass. That is no bueno. Um, What is uh, also out of practice, by the way, Ronald Jones, who's starting for a football team that I'm running, which is not great. Um, What what are your thoughts on Mike Evans and that injury?
1: Not concerned yet. Most of these muscle injuries were still far, far enough away from the start of the season. I give guys a week. If you miss a week of practice, like Damian Williams missed a week with his hamstring, and I started getting a little worried. He came back. He's practiced for a week. I think he's fine. Evans misses a week. I'll start getting worried. For now, I don't think it's anything big.
0: Okay. Emmanuel Sanders is going to play – or actually
1: played, excuse me,
0: last night. So yeah. I hate to ask you about this because who knows what he's. I, going to I was do. I
1: was shocked that he was out there and the things that he did. Uh, did <laughs> like not expect him to look like that at all. I mean,
0: like you didn't expect him to be out there last night. No, in general, no. This I, is a, a crazy recovery. We from
1: need more information on how he's been able to recover so much more quickly than virtually anyone else in the history of sports. Yes, from an Achilles injury, right?
0: Like you don't rupture your Achilles in on. And now we're on video for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah. You don't rupture your Achilles on August or uh, December 5th and then on August 25th waltz back on the field and be fine.
1: Deontay Foreman may never be the same running back again. For sure. After an Achilles tear. Like that has generally been what we've seen is you just don't really come back or if you do it takes a long time and Sanders has come back immediately. We need to start treating him like the number one for the Broncos again.
0: Okay. So you think he's a guy to draft then?
1: Yeah.
0: Or like because he's a cheap price. Right. Oh yeah. Right. Uh, Cam Newton, going to play this week against the Patriots. Uh, Ron Rivera did not exactly say how much action he will get. Does any of Cam Newton's recovery time concern you with his value in fantasy?
1: Haven't we heard before, like a week before every game that he might play? Yes. Uh, and he hasn't played yet? And then they're like, we're just going on the timetable we have. It's like, well, why aren't you giving us the timetable the whole time? Right. What would be the fun to that?
0: Like, why don't you give us the timetable, Ron? Tell us when he's going to play, and then let him play.
1: Right. If he doesn't play this week, I might start to get a little bit concerned. But he's a top five quarterback for me in all formats. Okay.
0: Um, how early would you draft? If I list some quarterbacks, how early would you draft him? Patrick Mahomes. Uh,
1: in a one quarterback leagues, what we're going to go for uh, this? Third course. round for Mahomes. Okay.
0: Uh, Aaron Rodgers.
1: Late fifth, early sixth. Okay. Um, Matt Ryan. I'm not I'm not gonna be not at that price. Yeah, yeah I'm not either. I'm not in on Matt Ryan this year. I'm not either. Yeah, dude. I like this is, cheap Matt This Ryan. is our theory. It's the, it's the it's the every
0: other year with Matt Ryan. That's the move. Um and he was he was not cheap. He was cheap last year, now he's expensive.
1: Right. Because right. he's going before Cam Newton. I think he's going before Cam, before Wentz, before Baker Mayfield even. Would you rather case. have
0: all those guys above Matt Ryan or just Rob all of them? To- Oh, really? Yep. Even relative to price? I had them all
1: projected for more fantasy points
0: oh, this wow. year. wow. Okay. All right.
1: Um, Josh Gordon,
0: we mentioned this yesterday as well, back with the Patriots, but from a fantasy perspective, uh, I'm curious what you would do with Josh Gordon and how early you would take him.
1: Well, I'm very, very happy about this news because I've taken him in several drafts Good in the two. double-digit rounds, and so that's going to pay off for those people. He went the sixth
0: round of my draft this past year. That is minute.
1: exactly what I was going to say. Okay. The fifth or sixth round. I think in non-PPR he is more valuable. You look at what he did last year with Brady, and it was basically a borderline top 30 wide receiver. Yep. Um, the three games without Gronk, he was on pace for 140 targets and about 1,600 yards. Mm-hmm. He's not going to do that. He probably won't play 16 games if history is any indicator. But he's a starting wide receiver for as long as he plays. Okay.
0: Um, if you had to guess based on – assuming that my friends are also NC State fans, Mm -hmm. where do you think Jacoby Myers got drafted this past weekend? 12 teams. 12 teams. The answer will surprise you. Eighth round. Seventh round. I was close. I was close. I can't believe you said eight. Never doubt homers. (laughs) Somebody took Jacoby Myers in the ahead of Mike Williams, Miles Sanders, Will Fuller, Alshon Jeffrey, Darius Geis, Jarvis Landry, Tariq Cohen, Matt Ryan. So good for you, leaguer. Um, Curtis Samuel, eighth round, by the way. That's about right. That might be late. I, That's late. We were I mean, talking
1: about this today. Has there, I ever might be out. I might been, be out. It's
0: too expensive.
1: Is there, well, he goes much before, much sooner than the eighth round in our drafts. Yeah. He would, yeah. uh, going the fifth or sixth. Has there ever been a player that you can remember with this much preseason hype and a total of one catch for 13 yards in preseason games?
0: That's all he has.
1: He's got one ball in preseason games. Yeah, right it's there. all based on training camp. It's all based on tweets. Yeah. Like in some some with, video highlights, with, like
0: with the panthers dot com article was like it's a summer of Samuel. Like yeah. and it was like I mean they're 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 playing it up too. I just have a, I have a hard time believing that he can be a thousand. I mean I guess he can be a thousand yard guy, but I mean how many catches can he have? I mean like DJ Moore, McCaffrey, Greg Olson, Curtis Samuel. I mean like it's gonna be difficult for multiple guys to be thousand yard guys.
1: I. I think it comes down to, and you have to almost draw a line in the sand and say, I'm a DJ Moore guy Ooh. or a Curtis Samuel guy. And it's going to be bad news for both of them if they both are good this year. Like if because
0: they could both they, 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 they have like 75 catches and
1: 750 yards. Not good enough. Yeah. No, no, that's not, not good for fantasy, but, but it's great for, for it. me. When I look at DJ Moore as a 21 year old, there have been three wide receivers ever with 80 targets and averaging better than nine yards per target. In their age twenty one year old season, and that's who, DJ Moore, mm-hmm. Randy Moss, Keenan Allen, mm. Juju just missed it. He was one target People shy. People are sort of sleeping on DJ Moore. People, if you do what he did as a twenty one year old, you're probably very good.
0: And he's he went in the sixth round of this league that I'm that, I, that I'm referencing. Just because it was the most recent one. I mean, not, right. to, not to keep referencing it, but yeah. I mean, like he, yeah. I mean, DJ Moore, sixth round, uh and then uh, Curtis Samuel, eighth round. Um. Did I miss or Colt McCoy? Oh, uh, D. Uh, DK Metcalf having knee surgery. He's not really on your radar, right?
1: He's not for me. I do think it just kind of highlights something that we're probably sleeping on a little bit, and that's that like it's easy to look at Tyler Lockett's numbers from last year and say, mm-hmm. okay, he's going to regress, and obviously he is. He had one of the most efficient seasons in mean, years. Russell Wilson's not going to have a perfect pass to
0: right Tyler Lockett again,
1: but he only saw seventy targets last year. And historically, the number one wide receiver for Russell Wilson sees about a fourth of his team's targets. Mm-hmm. If Wilson throws 450 passes, Lockett might see 50% more targets and is probably going to be a top 12 receiver again in non-PPR. Wow.
0: So even though this team's going to run the hell out of the ball, it doesn't mean that Lockett.
1: Can't. Who else are they going to throw to?
0: Yeah. I got to know it. David Moore?
1: Uh, Jerron Brown's really having a good camp. He is having a good camp. Yeah. You
0: draft Jerron Brown if you want. <laughs> By all means, dive into him. Um, did we, do change your thoughts on Kyler Murray at all? Uh, no, but it brought everybody you, else. You, you weren't drafting It Kyler brought
1: anyway. everyone back closer to me. Yeah, that's um, unfortunate. It made me a little bit more scared of David Johnson.
0: Oh, good. Okay, they, great question. They
1: cannot block anyone. They can't block anybody. Like, the Raiders. And I, there are people talking, you know, the Raiders blitzed a lot. They weren't ready for the blitz. It's the Raiders blitzing.
0: It's the Raiders' preseason. They have almost yeah. no
1: defensive talent yeah. at all.
0: And Kyler's like not gonna be on the same page with these guys in the offensive line. I think I would, if I'm at like six or seven in drafts, I'm not taking David Johnson.
1: I, uh, he, he will be on my final bust list.
0: Like I would rather, I would rather go with, um, Devontae Adams.
1: All the receivers. Julio Jones. I'd rather have James Conner.
0: I'd rather have, I'd rather have Nick Chubb, Dalvin Cook, and... I'd rather um, have
1: Le'Veon Bell. Yeah.
0: Right. So David, I'm just kinda of out of... It's weird though, cause he had like a, he had like a decent year
1: last year. But... In a way that is only because he played 16 games.
0: Right. So if he plays 10 games,
1: well, but if you play 16 games and finish as the number 10 running back, you were not worthy of a first round pick. No, 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 (laughs) not not even close. Fourth round pick. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, I'm I'm pretty much out.
0: Okay. Fully out on David Johnson. I'm out. Did you see yourself getting here at any point?
1: Uh, Yeah, I was a little lower on him before. I've been scared of this line. And the thing that's bad for him, like for Kyler, I think it's a, a there's one positive. The only thing that's as bad as their offensive line is their defense. Their yeah. defense has been- See, that's gashed. the thing. Is like,
0: they're gonna have to have volume.
1: So they-, they just, Well, this, here's the issue. Do they have- They should have a lot of pass volume, cause they're gonna be down three scores at halftime every game.
0: But if but, their defense is bad, do right. teams get a lead on them and just run the ball until- Exactly.
1: Like they've talked about running 1200 plays or whatever, 1100 plays. They were one of happening. the slowest teams in the league last year, and they're gonna play faster, but if you're getting sacked and giving up a ton of you I think they ran eight hundred and eighty.
0: Okay, they can the do eleven 1, hundred. That's sixty-eight plays per. It's possible,
1: but that, you, have, you have to be good.
0: But like Chip you, Kelly's Eagles did that in his best year; and they right. made the playoffs.
1: Bad teams can't. But run But the them.
0: other thing that people don't look at, if you go back and look at Chip Kelly's biggest in terms of when he had the most plays run for the Eagles, they had they were top five running the ball. They were like were top five in rushing attempts. And so Kyler Murray in the in the, the and the Cardinals are not going to be top five or even top fifteen in rushing attempts with that offense. And and I, I'm guilty of this too. We cite Cliff Kingsbury's Texas Tech numbers. Well, you know what Texas, you know where Texas Tech played? In the Big 12. Where if you're playing another team, A, they also have a bad defense. And B, they don't stop throwing the ball. Ever. So like, there's no correlate. Like, the Rams aren't gonna, you know, be like, well, we're up 28 to 9. Let's just, you know, just keep chunking the ball with Jared Goff. No, they're gonna bury up and they're gonna take Todd Gurley out and run it with Daryl Henderson.
1: And if you look at that, there were there were six teams last year that ran at least a thousand fifty plays. Baltimore, great defense, good offensive line. New England, Colts, won a bunch of games, ran Rams, ball. Steelers. The one you could put maybe in All the Arizona the ball. is Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is the one kind of weird one, but they yeah. were also the best pass offense in the NFL last year.
0: Yeah, they were like yeah, yeah. That did so if the Cardinals are the best pass offense in the NFL, great. But also that the, the Tampa had no running game. Right. So, I mean, all right, I'm, I might be out on David Johnson, too, completely. Um, let's take a quick break, and then we'll come back and uh, go by the numbers with Heath on some touches and targets.
1: Hyundai's most electric EV lineup changes the way you look and feel about EVs, specifically Hyundai EVs. Hyundai's EV lineup has everything you've been yearning for in your next or first EV, boldly captivating your senses. There's the ultra-fast charging in the IONIQ 5 and IONIQ 6 from 10 to 80% in as little as 18 minutes. There's the fun-to-drive lineup and the tech-infused standard safety features like highway driving assist and blind spot collision warning. Plus, you get America's best warranty with a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited electric battery warranty. Learn more about Hyundai EVs at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. America's best warranty claim based on total package of warranty programs. See dealer for limited warranty details. See your Hyundai dealer for further details and limitations. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
0: All right. So when you're looking at touches and targets, Heath, and uh, you can follow Heath on Twitter at SR. Which I think took me forever to realize that it was Heath Cummings Sr.
1: Yeah, I'm a dad.
0: Yeah, I'm a dad too. I'm a senior. And, um, are, I, you, are
1: you legally a senior? Have we been over this? Yeah, I'm legally a senior. Junior actually turned 18 on Saturday.
0: Wow, congratulations. So
1: he, uh, went straight to South Beach and got a tattoo. No, he did not. Really?
0: Yeah. <laughs> he did. You seem cool with like whatever your kids do. I mean like uh, by and large like. He
1: want, you know, he's wanted a tattoo for a while. You I just told seem him, like
0: you're not going to get worked up about a tattoo. I, I can't do
1: really anything about it now. Yeah. He's 18. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he yeah, so get? What, do get, what, do get yeah, yeah. what did he get? What did he get? What did What tattoo did he get? It's like, it's like a beach triangle. I don't know. It's, it's whatever. Or it's like a, it's like a little, like, it could be like an island maybe. I don't know. It's got a tree and a beach and. Was he excited? Water. Was he, was he happy with it? He was the he's very happy with it. The happiest you ever seen him? Yeah. No, um, probably not quite, but okay. yeah, very happy. All right, very, I didn't actually see him that night because they just got a hotel and stayed in South Beach. Oh, okay. For his 18th birthday. Sure. So, cool. Yeah. Fun times. Um, I'm sure he just
0: got a tattoo and went to bed. Yep. <laughs> uh, that's what I did when I was 18. I, did, I never liked needles. So I didn't want a tattoo. Like, I no, like, I have no interest. Yeah, no, not my, my yeah, I, I but you know, I don't, I don't begrudge anybody who has one. Good for him. That's cool. Um, So we talk about numbers and touches and targets. It's important for people to understand when they're drafting for fantasy purposes that volume rules all
1: right. Oh, absolutely. And one of the things that I look at, and I, this is on the website. If you search for it, it's the opportunity index. It's, Teams that have the most touches available from last year. So you talk about like the Oakland Raiders. They have three hundred and sixty one targets unaccounted for from last year. So even when that's one of the reasons I love Tyrell Williams. Mm. Because even if you say Antonio Brown's gonna go get 160 targets, they still have two hundred targets.
0: 300 targets.
1: No. It just doesn't work like that. There, there is no way that's going to happen. Right. So you look at like the top five teams with, in terms of targets from last year, uh, Baltimore has a ton. Baltimore's,
0: but, so you mean top five in terms of teams who now have vacated targets.
1: Exactly. The, okay. the tricky thing with Baltimore is we don't know how much they're going to throw the ball compared to last year. Uh, Jacksonville, 257. Okay. And the thing also I like tri- to do, like with Oakland, it's easy they added Antonio Brown, they added Tyrell Williams, they added Josh Jacobs. They've got who did Jacksonville add to take those targets?
0: Uh nobody. Right.
1: Which nobody. is one of the reasons I love DD Westbrook.
0: Mm. You and know in my Madden sim that I did for the site, I don't know yeah. if you saw this or not. DD huh. D. Westbrook
1: led the NFL in receiving yards. Well, that's probably because they knew how many targets there <laughs> maybe <laughs> so. I don't know. It's insane.
0: I just didn't see it coming.
1: Uh one team we talk about a lot, Tampa Bay. Uh-huh. 234 targets available. Because of because of Adam Humphreys. because oh, of Deshaun Jackson. Jackson? Yes. Wow. 234 targets. Who did they add? Nobody. Nobody. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, O.J. Howard. It looks like are it's you, going to be consolidated. Are you in on Chris Chris Godwin's a 1A or 1B, I mean? I can't quite. I'm a lot more in on Evans and Howard than I am Godwin okay. because it seems like Godwin's turned into a fourth-round pick. And, like, if I'm talking about Antonio Brown or Chris Godwin, I can't find enough targets for Godwin even with that mm. number.
0: I would, I got, Evans is a guy that like, I had the fifth overall pick. I was like, man, if I can get Evans on the wrap. This oh, is for running. sure. But Michael Thomas actually felt to me. So I, so I'm, even I, better. I, I'm fine with that. But like, but like Evans went at, late in the second round. I think if I'm sitting on the back end of, a, of the first round, I'm thinking, you know, you hope that like Thomas or even Nick Chubb, I would be fine with Nick Chubb there too. But like Evans and Keaton Allen are the two guys to me in terms of guys that will soak up targets that you want to try and uh, you know approach. Because if you go top four pick, you're getting a running back, probably. Right. And so that's the combo I'm looking for in the back end is a Mike Evans and Keenan Allen. Because for whatever re- reason, Mike Evans remains underrated.
1: Oh, for sure. And when you look at it, he's had one year where he was really elite. And that was the one time yep. they threw the ball to him more than 150 times. Now they've got 200 targets available and didn't add anyone. And they have a, a coach who's going gonna- right.
0: to... Put the ball up and they have no running game. Exactly. Yeah.
1: So I, I think we'll see a lot of targets for him. Uh, teams that did not have that opportunity, uh, obviously the Rams, they got everybody back. They only had nine targets unaccounted for from last year. The the Bengals, 14. One though that we talked a lot about Arizona, just 37 targets Mm. available and they've added like 17. So did you base that
0: on last year's numbers or?
1: Right. So they're going to throw the ball more. Right. But if they throw it 50 more times, they have eighty-seven targets available.
0: Yeah, still not that much, right? Right,
1: because they still have Larry Fitzgerald. They still have so Christian all Kirk. these young guys: Akeem Butler,
0: Andy Isabella. They
1: have to take them from somebody. They're they're not there to be given to them. Are
0: you just out on everybody on that team?
1: Uh Larry's still a good value. He's like, I'll, what, I'll he's never like, be out on Larry.
0: Maybe last year was wrong.
1: Oh, uh, you know we had Pete Prisco on HQ, and he said that everybody there in Arizona was saying there's it's just not even close. Larry Fitzgerald is still the best receiver on this team. Really?
0: Yeah. And that he might actually have a good year. Yeah. Interesting. And he is dirt cheap. Oh, almost ridden. free. Yeah. I mean, he uh, he went the tenth round this past weekend. That's insane. He actually the guy somebody took Kyler Murray and Larry Fitzgerald. Kyler Murray ninth round. That's actually kind of late.
1: Another one. San Francisco added a bunch of rookie wide receivers. Mm. Really only had 63 targets. Who you get hurt?
0: Dante Pettis, Marquis Goodwin? Well,
1: every day we get a new report out of San Francisco saying someone's doing bad and might get cut or somebody's, or somebody's awesome yeah, and yeah. is clearly the number yeah. one. And so I don't think we know anything. Hmm. Kittle's George, the only guy. Throw the ball to George Kittle over and over. Yeah. Okay. I mean, and he's going to get a I love Tevin Coleman.
0: Yeah. Coleman's a good value, too. I think Kittle's going to have a mon- another monster year.
1: He should, unless they just spread the ball around more.
0: Does it scare you at all taking – Ertz and Kittle in the second or third round?
1: Third, no. See, second, yes. Okay. I think Kelsey's probably the only tight end that should go in the second.
0: Would you take George Kittle or Marlon Mack in the third round? Kittle. Okay. Yeah. Would you take George Kittle or
1: Damian Williams? Uh, yeah, I'm still going to go with Kittle. Okay. George Kittle or Josh Jacobs? I'm, I'm kind of a little bit out on Jacobs at his price. Really? Yeah. I, he's a fine fourth-round pick, but I don't –
0: Late third is not – Again, it's the ahead. same
1: thing we say with Antonio Brown. The offense is probably not – like maybe they'll be good. I don't think they are though. I think they're bad. They're right. going to be behind.
0: How? Yeah. How are they going to run the ball? Right.
1: And their who offensive line – Who are they going to run the ball against? Who, their offensive line, I had questions about the way they put it together in the offseason as it was. Like mm-hmm. they're counting on a lot of guys that probably should not be counted on. And that's shown itself already. This is from Warren Sharpe's uh, football preview. Yeah. It's just like,
0: there's a little blurb, like a stat on each team. And it says, Tom Cable is an offensive line coach. His lines ranks in pass protection his NFL career colon, 31, 27, 30, 31, 26, 24, 20, 32, 24, 30, 25, 25, 25. Those are big numbers. How is that possible? How does he keep getting jobs? If you and I were this bad, that bad at our jobs, we'd be fired. Right? Maybe. I would think so, yeah. I mean I would hope so. Well, yeah. I mean actually no, no I hope not. Yeah, I don't yeah. I mean I hope I I hope I can be that bad at my job and, and keep getting away with it. Um, yeah, and there's a handy uh handy graph sheet that you have got in here with the index when you look at it. Um, so where are some undervalued you mentioned Jacksonville, where are some other undervalued sort of target opportunities?
1: Um, I think well what another one we talked about New England. Mm. They've got 233 targets. Now, that's just changed because Josh Josh Gordon is back. back, But I think it's good to recognize it. When you look at that,
0: do you you take out the running back targets, the running back passes?
1: And I've kind of broken it down in the chart. You can see if you're just looking for, like the Patriots only. But then the other thing, they threw the ball to their running backs 33% of the time. It's crazy. No team was anywhere close to that. Only fourteen point six percent of their targets went to tight ends, even with Gronk on the team last year. Wow! The second or third lowest mark in the league. There's so people will say, "Who's be... going to replace Gronk?" No, they're not. So they don't need to replace Gronk. Interesting. He wasn't that big a part of the offense.
0: So do you think that whoever replaces, whoever physically replaces Gronk, <clears throat> excuse me, whether it's um you know Ben Watson or when he comes
1: back from suspension right. or
0: Matt Lacoste, whoever it is,
1: I think that I I would not draft them. But like
0: it's like they're not gonna have Gronk numbers. They might have like two thousand eighteen Gronk numbers. At best combined. No, I don't think they're going to. Okay. So just stay away. Uh do you think Sony Michelle and
1: Damian Harris can have I I'm always so scared. Like I've missed out on some really great um Patriots running backs and I have missed out on a lot of heartache by mostly just saying stay uh, away. Yeah. Like I'm generally in favor of drafting the cheaper guys. So Harris, I'm Harris fine to with. me is a great value. Right. Nobody wants him in a certain I Michelle. didn't, I didn't like how much he played in preseason week two. Like they're just not playing anybody and Damian Harris gets 15 carries.
0: Yeah, I guess that's a red flag, right?
1: That worries me a little bit, but I fully expect he's going to have a three week stretch where he's the best running back in football.
0: <laughs> It'd probably be at the end of the season. <laughs> um, after everybody drafted and dropped him.
1: Um, where are some other stay away options for you
0: when you're looking at the, uh, the, 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 the target positions? Um,
1: Cleveland. Cleveland, is that right? Cleveland is, doesn't have that many targets? Who left?
0: Nobody. Now, this
1: number has changed just a little bit. I believe it's up to like, uh, 89 now. This, this article was written about a month ago before okay. Duke Johnson left.
0: Oh, cause he had like 71. But
1: it, it highlights they're bringing in Odell Beckham, who is used to 10 targets per game. Yeah. I think it's more likely that everybody else loses than Odell Beckham. I also don't think it's very likely in a Kitchens offense with Baker Mayfield, at least what we saw last year, which was limited. That anyone's getting ten targets per game, Jarvis Landry led the team last year at six point six. After Kitchens took over, do you think? Okay, so do you think
0: Jarvis Landry is like not undrafted? I would. In other words, you wouldn't touch Jarvis Landry in a non PPR league.
1: I'm not drafting Landry or Njoku. Okay, either one. Um, and I'm not. I've not been able to get Beckham because
0: I'm not taking him in the first round.
1: People seem and rightly, I understand. If you take Odell Beckham and you give him 16 games, and you give him his New York target share, and you give him Baker Mayfield, he's probably the best wide receiver in football. Didn't you tweet about this about Odell Beckham's health? He has missed more games than Sammy Watkins since they came into the league. Urr, yeah. Not he, great. That is not enough, a guy you want to be compared to in that way. Yeah. No. Uh He's missed more games than A.J. Green, who seems extremely injury-prone.
0: He's been un. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So you kind of you're just out on it.
1: I mean, I— his I would not be such. out of. Him. I would take him in the second round, yes. but I think he's, for me at least, he's closer to Mike Evans than he is to Juju, okay. or Michael Thomas, or DeAndre Hopkins. Well,
0: we sort of talked about this. Would you take? Would you take Odell Beckham or Dalvin Cook?
1: I'm probably going to. I mean, I'm probably going to take Dalvin Cook in that situation.
0: Okay, me too. Odell Beckham or Joe Mixon.
1: Um, in PPR, I will take Beckham. Okay.
0: Odell Beckham or Nick Chubb.
1: Again, it's a non-PPR or PPR thing? No, okay. Non-I'll non- 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 take Chubb, PPR I'll take Beckham.
0: Okay, interesting. And uh, obviously you would take, uh, I assume Mike Thomas, uh, Tyreek Hill, Julio, Juju, Devontae. Yep. All, over all those or, guys or over Beckham, yep. And and, you would take, and, but you would take Odell over Mike Evans? Yes. Okay. Just
1: like they're back to back though in my rankings.
0: God, Sony Michelle went at the bottom of the second round? That's a mistake.
1: That doesn't sound like a good idea. No, there's
0: some drunk people in this draft. Um, Alright, anything else stand out to you from this, uh, from this chart? It's the opportunity index, by the way. You can Google that and, uh, and check it out. It look,
1: does look like the Raiders have
0: lots of tight end opportunities. Well, the, the, there's nobody there to catch them.
1: Well, Darren Waller is what you're yeah, hoping for. Yeah. Um, I think the most surprising parts of the whole thing, and it's kind of actionable, there are two teams that have at least 300 running back touches. Wow. Not, not touches, targets plus carries. Okay. From last year available. They are Jacksonville mm-hmm. because Leonard Fournette missed so much time. Sure. TJ Yeldon got a bunch of work. It's one of the things I love about Fournette is Yeldon was a great pass catching back. Yeah. They didn't replace him.
0: But Fournette was actually okay catching the yes. ball at LSU.
1: I, they're going to throw it to him this year. You think so? It's if he can stay healthy. But I, I think if Leonard Fournette stays healthy, he's, he's going to be a top 10 back.
0: I've been, I mean, I've been beating that. That drum for a while. Like I think he's a, like I want him in the second or third round. I think you have to go second round.
1: And then the team that's more obvious that's right there with him at three hundred and five touches, City? Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. Because
0: yeah. Kareem Hunt is now gone. Right. Do you, are you buying the idea that Damian Williams is the number one there?
1: I definitely think he is right now.
0: Okay. That was you'll pay the price.
1: That was meant to be uh, non-committal. Oh uh, Right now, okay. yeah. <laughs> I definitely think he is right now. I, I'm I'm scared. Scared of his, mm-hmm. like, and it's kind of the same thing with Josh Jacobs. We've never seen him be a workhorse back. Right. He was, he was a part-time back. He did
0: Alabama.
1: And we, there's yeah, a, Williams, there's a obviously. disagreement in the community on this over, man, that guy had 300 touches last year. I, he, I'm i scared of him. Or man, that guy had 300 touches last year. Last year. I know he can do it.
0: See, as long as it's as 300 touches and not 300 carries. I'm right. fine with it. Right. But like, it's the OJ Howard thing too. People are like, well, if you just extrapolate his numbers like, and say, well, that. but, We've been saying that since Alabama. Right. And like Alabama didn't use him on a full-time base. Like they never gave him the numbers to let him do that. So why are we sure the Tampa Bay will do the same? You know what I mean? Right. Like I, I, I don't know. That just worries me a lot. That's why I'm willing to invest in, um, uh, in, in Kittle and, and Ertz. Right. Ertz I'm a little more nervous about because I think Goddard's going to cut into his target some, but maybe not that much. Um, all right. Thursday night. I might be getting body slammed by a wrestler. I hope so. I do too. I, oh, I, well, so, um, have you heard of the, you know that app cameo? Yeah. Right. It's like mm-hmm. people, right. So like, so the guy DM me from cameo it was like, Hey, do you want to sign up for this? I was like, I don't know why anybody on the bleeping planet would want me to record them a message, but sure, I'll sign up. You can put money in my pocket if I do right. messages. The first guy that sent me a message asked me to record a video where I tell you and Dave and, uh, and Jamie and, um, Ben and Adam that he should be in the podcast listener. That is a great idea. Yeah, it's pretty smart. So it's I recorded it for you. It's out there. I assume he'll tweet it to y'all at some point. Uh, I said I would bribe you with beer. I would, I don't know what I said I'd do for da- Jamie. I said, that I'd is a fantastic idea. But I told Jamie that I will allow, I will allow myself to be body slammed if you put this guy in the, uh, the podcast.
1: So. What? Well, I don't know if you've been listening lately, but Jamie's put about 17 people in the league already and there's only 12 spots. You could do and two. Adam gets mad. We're doing three now. Three? Um, yeah. Wow. Adam's not. Are y'all blessed.
0: in all of them? No. But no. Adam has to run them all. Yes. Let's, let's do 10. Let's do Tim. Make Adam Ruff. Yes. Um, all right, Heath Covers, follow him on Twitter, watch him on Fantasy Football Today, and check us out on the Fantasy Football Today. Uh what are we calling? It? Okay. It's all yes. Good night. I lost my mind. Thanks, Heath.